eyes peeled, everyone. It's time for the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Welcome to the Full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Welcome back in after a very Merry Christmas. Looking forward to New Year. What does that mean for the college football season? Well, it means bowl games and it means playoffs. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking today. And then come back tomorrow, we'll be talking about some safeties, earmarking all these guys for you to look out for in the NFL draft. Just joined by Kieran, Rob and Liam today. Andy's waylaid doing Dolphins stuff. Um, obviously looking forward to the playoffs as well in the NFL, as we mentioned, that sort of thing. Um, guys, welcome you in. Kieran, Welcome you back in after Christmas. How's everything going? How's it over there in the States? Don't repeat what you've just told us off air before we came on. Ice. The people are very nice. Everyone <laughs> seems very smart. And I have a Bengals mug. Happy Christmas from your family, trolling you with a Bengals mug. We also got a LSU jumper that we've got, um, even showing us off proudly. <laughs> to be fair, the Bengals mug, I know it's not Bengals headphones that you got on, but they do look very similar, so it kind of ties in with that local area stuff as well that you've been going on. Rob and Liam, bring you in. Merry Christmas to you both. How was Christmas for you, Rob? Obviously, we ones knocking around, even though you forgot one last time. (laughs) (laughs) How is everything going on with the young family? Yeah, I think we brought her home on Christmas Day. Yeah, she's uh, (laughs) there. Well, you'll probably hear her in the background. She's been quite vocal tonight. Um, Yeah, no, good day, uh, considering... You know, plans have changed for us uh, on a moment's notice, considering the, the the shenanigans going on over here with the tits and all that sort of stuff. So we had to change our plans last minute, but it's been a nice you know time off. I've got two weeks off work, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh, my day is flooded with tape at the moment, which is fantastic. Watching yeah, uh, you know what you'll hear tomorrow with the safeties um, and doing a lot more. Yeah, tape watching, which is is great to have a couple of weeks off work and and uh, sort of focus my my thoughts on that. Absolutely, flipping over to defense while taking out of your comfort zone, but yeah, very enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and Liam, last how was your Christmas? How have you been welcome back in to yeah, well, not the new year yet, but yeah, good Christmas. Nearly there, aren't we? We've nearly made it to the end of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, good Christmas. Thanks, mate. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like uh, also like Rob says, getting prepping for tomorrow's scouting podcast i'm representing the mighty seahawks today after <laughs> yes, clinching the nfc west last week for the first time in four years um mm. yeah so all good yeah it's been it doesn't feel like it's been that long but it's quite a little bit of a not a drought in terms of you know seahawks history but in recent history certainly well you know pre-2004 i think it was nothing so we'll take anything mm. we, we can get but yeah it's been I think nine seasons in a row now in the playoffs. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just about getting used to it. How about me? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be what Kieran's like now. And then Kieran's had the almighty downfall of the Patriots now this year. Toys have left the pram, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about we're not here to talk about the NFL. I'm not in a position to talk being a Chargers fan, so um, we'll move swiftly on. We're going to talk about some bowl games that are coming up, some bowl games that have been played as well, just very briefly before we get going. But basically, just going to talk about the main two games, the main playoff games that are coming up: the uh, Notre Dame versus Alabama game, followed by the Ohio State versus Clemson game that will be coming up on Friday. Um, and before our viewing pleasure, as we go into the new year. Liam, I wanted you to, well, you wanted to come in first, just talking about a couple of other games that you wanted to mention that have already taken place, so you take it away. Yeah, I wanted to, um, 
uh, just mention a couple of the other games that are coming up because we've got the Peach Bowl coming up, which is Georgia and Cincinnati. I think that's going to be a really good one. Um, there's, uh, yeah, the two, I think, match up quite interestingly. I haven't watched loads of Georgia this year, but um, I think that they've kind of had the sort of season that kind of most would expected and kind of just fallen a bit short. I think Cincinnati are going to give them a really good game. Um, and the main, the other one I wanted to shout out that will be taking place uh, tomorrow, um, Thursday evening, is uh, uh, the Arizona Bowl, which is going to be Ball State, the new MAC champions, and uh, San Jose State, the new Mountain West champs. And I wanted to keep an eye on San Jose State for obvious reasons that we've brought them up before. Um, after uh, Coastal Carolina lost their O and got beat in the Cure Bowl, there are now four unbeaten teams left in college football and they are Alabama, Ohio State, Cincinnati and San Jose State Spartans. Uh, so I, uh, as much as I like Ball State as well, I think I'm going to be leaning towards San Jose State in that one. But I, it's just like one last shout out for the, the smaller undefeated teams that uh, mm. we've had uh, this season because it's been a good one for them. Yeah, considering that you've been out of the four or five of us that's been kind of on the podcast all year, you've been looking after the small guys. It must be like watching two of your children fight, watching Ball State and San Jose State take on each other. Yeah, it did kind of <laughs> feel like that, yeah. And especially, well, yeah, I kind of sat back a bit from Ball State and um, uh, and then they, they still went and won the Mac, so I should have stayed on that bandwagon. But um, uh, San Jose State... Uh, going to well, they're going to give them a really good game. It's going to be a really interesting one tomorrow, um, Thursday evening. Um, they're looking forward to it, and especially as, uh, like I say, that kind of that ever shortening list of unbeaten teams for San Jose State to still be on there is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's been a cool feature of the uh, college football season. Kieran, bring you in on the Cincinnati Georgia game. Can they cause an upset your local team? I like Cincinnati's chances. They have had no opt outs for this bowl game, which is actually. You know, kind of rare for some bowl games, especially with smaller ones. A lot of players don't deem it necessary, especially if they're looking to go to the NFL. But I think this could be a real coming out party for Desmond Ritter and a lot of the uh, guys at Cincinnati, especially everyone's favorite small Walmart type receiver. Um, yeah, I think if they put up, even if they lose and put up an impressive performance against Georgia, I think it's going to do wonders for this team. Like I said, I think Luke Fickle's completely changed the program there and turned them into an absolute powerhouse. Now, um, don't know how coaching's going to go there um, next season. I mean, obviously they're going to have all the same coaches going into the bowl game, but you know, I just think even even a good performance and a loss is going to put every single member of this coaching staff, you know, on a watch list for bigger jobs, which could hurt Cincinnati. But also, if Luke Fickle decides to stay, um, yeah, this, this team this team's got big things coming from personally, I think. But you know, the. Georgia's a big, big opponent, and I'm not trying to count Georgia out, even though they've played absolutely averagely all year. Um, yeah, I, I hope Cincinnati win because it will be a massive win for the program, and I think we'll kind of put them on the map a little bit. Absolutely, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, the uh, the opt-outs is a really good point because Georgia have had uh, like a ver Eric Stokes um, in the secondary, I believe, has opted out, and then uh, at the front of their offense, a couple of the O linemen as well. That's that's going to help since his pass rush that has been good all year. 
yeah, it's a really good point because it'll it'll just uh, it'll just help Cincy even more. If uh, I think that they get they like mentally they should be a lot more up for it than Georgia. I think like I kind of said, Georgia have kind of fallen a little bit short, and since you got the chance to play to go uh, ten and zero, um, I think that they'll be well up for it. I just want to say as well, if if the defense uh, plays as well as they did all season then I think LSU should give Marcus Freeman a farm to hire him as defensive coordinator. I don't care what he wants. Give it to him. He wants two Corvettes and a Ferrari. Give it to him. He, he wants the stadium to live in. Give it to him. <laughs> well, like you say, you got your wish, didn't you? I think it was as we recorded in the previous podcast, wasn't it, that Bo Pelini actually got fired. So it, it happened. All I wanted that. for Christmas was him gone. That's all I wanted. I, I'm not. I'm a simple man. <laughs> I don't ask for much. All I wanted was Bo Pelini gone, and they got him gone. And I have never been more happy in my entire life. If we hire my, uh, if we hire Marcus Freeman, it's over. Notre Dame over. UNC over. I don't know who Liam supports. Over. <laughs> it's over for every Power Five team if we hire Mar- Marcus Freeman. Confident fighting talk, <laughs> as always, from yourself. Um, yeah, no, it, obviously it's a good move for the for the program, isn't it, to get rid of him? And uh, yeah, it's a, waited too long, didn't they? Really, just to to kind of do it, and they, they you know, finally got your wish anyway. So yeah, looking forward to next season, I'm sure already. Um, but yeah, no, there's a couple of good games going on after the playoff games. There'll be you know on the Saturday. We'll have Oregon versus Iowa State, which should be a quite decent matchup. Obviously, Oregon has suffered with quite a lot of opt-outs even before the season, so they're quite used to it now, albeit they've played a shortened season. Um, but I'm looking forward to that one. And then, obviously, my UNC Tar Heels taking on the unlucky to not be in the playoffs, uh, Texas A&M Aggies. Um, again, should be quite a good game. Should be full of offense as well, which will be, you know, if you're kind of covering, recovering from your hangover uh, from New Year's Eve still, you want to settle down on the weekend with some football, that'd be a good game to watch, kind of watch some points go in. And uh, yeah, kind of enjoy that one on your Saturday evening going into to Sunday. Um, but yeah, quite a few good ball games. Obviously, after that, we're pretty much just the college football championship after that, because all the other ball games have been cancelled in the shortened uh, postseason due to COVID. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll get into those playoff games now. So first up, we've got number four, Notre Dame versus number one, Alabama. And then after that, straight away, we've got Ohio State, number three versus number two, Clemson. Rob, we're coming to you, obviously, with your Notre Dame background, Notre Dame background as a fan of the programme. Um, positive hat on or is your head ruling your heart ever so much? Um... <laughs> <laughs> that says it all really, doesn't it? Um, I, Keep I, the faith. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to think that we can spring a surprise and I think we can. I think we're going to be the toughest team defensively that Alabama have faced this year. So I think... You know, there's going to be, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, we're going to give them questions to answer, but I think they'll answer them quite easily with Nigel Harris and Devonta Smith. Um, yeah, it's going to take some doing to, to hold them back um, because if we shut down Smith, they'll eat us alive with, um, with Nigel, like, like, like Clemson did with, with Etienne. You know, we shut him down first game. Um, and then this game that he came back to bite us in the bum. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, positivity. I think we're, we're something new. We're something different. We're something different. Alabama hasn't faced this year. We're, um, you know, on our day, I think if we played lights out, like we did 
you know, Clemson part one, then we could have a chance of uh, causing an upset and upsets do happen. Mm. But realistically, I think, you know, Alabama look ridiculous. I mean, they look so strong all over the park, um, especially offensively. I mean, Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, they're in the, the final four of the Heisman Trophy for a reason. Um, and to be quite honest, I, I, Nigel Harris could have could have made that list as well. Um, they're that kind of a team this year. So, so yeah, um, it'll be a good one to watch, I think. Um, and again, like I said, for the two Clemson games, if we can keep it tight, we've got a chance. If the if the score cut starts going up, then we won't we won't hang with that. We won't hang with them. Mm. It's um, the sort of thing that kind of reminds me of a bit of an FA Cup tie, where you ex- expect one team to go through, but you know quite comfortably, let's say maybe not as comfortably in this case, but just referring back to the FA Cup kind of analogy, you need the you need the big team to have a day off, and you know the, some of the star players not to be at it as much as yeah. they can be. Yeah. And then, you know, play as well as you did against Clemson in the first game. Obviously, we've seen that Notre Dame got it in them, you know, because that game wasn't the case of Clemson not playing very well. Mm. It was a case of Notre Dame playing very, very well. And it's got to be more of the same as that and maybe even up ever so slightly, maybe a level or so upwards of that performance. But, you know, it's champion, it's just, you know, it's back in the playoff championships. You know, you've got to raise your game to, to go anywhere, haven't you? To be honest yeah. with you. And if the Notre Dame guys can do that, then... we. We have to live up to our slogan, which is play like a champion today. We have to do that. We have to turn up. We have to play like a champion. We have to be. We, if we play at our very best, we've got a chance. Mm. But I think realistically, it is, it's, you know, we're the underdogs majorly. We can spring a surprise. But I, yeah, if we get blown out by Alabama, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because there are a lot of teams this year who are going to get blown off by uh, <laughs> not blown by <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Sorry, uh, the people are going to get blown up by Alabama. So uh, you know, it's, if it happens, it happens. Mm. Just before bring Liam and Kieran into the conversation, just to kind of pick up on one thing that you mentioned off the back of that, Devon Smith earlier on today, recording on Monday evening, was named AP College Football Player of the Year. So kind of maybe gives him a little boost in his Heisman stakes there. Not the same award, obviously, but first wide receiver to win the award since it was established in 1998. So just told you about the huge season that Devon Smith has had and um, you know, right up there with the best wide receiver. Um, obviously him or Chase Young, take your pick. Um, I think going through draft season, of you know Ghana one, there'll be one camp, one group of people in one camp, and then vice versa as well. Kieran, what do you how do you say this game will go in terms of Notre Dame Alabama? I think you mean Jamar Chase. Who did yeah, I say? Chase, so? Chase, Chase Young. Young. <laughs> All right, yeah, Chase Young's not going to play wide receiver. I might just keep that in because I can't bother in that. Um, <laughs> I I like Notre Dame for this game because if they can play how they played against Clemson. Lights out game. Let's not take. A, I know you've got all the fourteen-year-old two IQ people on Twitter saying, "But Trevor Lawrence didn't play." Yeah, but they still had a quarterback who put four hundred yards and four touchdowns up. It's not the point. Clemson's a talent factory. They have good guys, and when Notre Dame go out and put on an absolutely breathtaking performance and beat arguably the best team in college football right now, and some people's only response is, is it Trevor Lawrence? Then I think that speaks a lot to how good Notre Dame are doing, that the only thing you can do when they win big is downplay it. And I look, if, if they just play deep coverage all game, then they can stop Alabama making catches because we know their biggest strength is that they've got a track team of receivers and a quarterback in Mac Jones who could just throw it up there and hope somebody's in 
the general area of where the ball is to get hands on it. But I like Notre Dame. I think they play smarter football. I think they play better football. And I think they hit a lot harder than Alabama. Alabama's not played too many good teams this year. And with COVID, it's really affected the uh, amount of work teams have going to got in before them. I know they beat my beloved Tigers this year, but we're going to blame Bo Pelini for that. But I honestly think Notre Dame has every single piece they need to take Alabama out. And if they do take Alabama out, I hope they go on and win the college football playoffs because that would be huge for them. And also, maybe they can go, huh, the ACC is not bad and add a big team into that ACC to keep Clemson in check every single year. We're, yeah. we're winning this game. You've changed my opinion. I'm, we're winning. <laughs> and for life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool, actually. I think um, it's definitely added a lot to the ACC. I know this is getting off topic a little bit, but I don't think Notre Dame will do this because obviously it's through TV and revenue and things like that. But it would be it would add a lot to the ACC if they'd made that a permanent move. What does everyone think of that? Yeah, they're not going to. No, they're not going <laughs> it's to. So, no. It's not, not. Even, even like you're right about the financial aspects of it, but even taking that out, it's there's too much of that independent tradition invested in Notre Dame. I think. I mean, mm. they, I mean, they've been in the ACC and other sports for a while, yeah. and the football thing has just never isn't the question of the football team has never been asked. So I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. I wonder if if we'd have won the ACC championship. I wonder if we would have wanted to come back to defend it. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Year. Yeah, it's a really good point, actually. They just, they, they'll just keep it forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like App State and the Sun Belt, because there wasn't a Sun Belt championship this year. So yeah. technically, App State are still Sun Belt champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's good. Indiana has two things, inbred people and Pat McAfee. It's about all they got going for them outside of Notre Dame. So I feel like this would be good for them to get aligned with a conference and finally be a contender for Clemson every year because look at like the SEC you have bigger teams like Alabama and LSU and Georgia going up against each other every year it, it, the Big Ten's the only other power five conference where there's no parity besides the ACC so mm-hmm. it'd be great hey I'd even support Notre Dame going to the Big Ten and shutting down Ohio State every single year but I think ACC fits their style of football mm. Do you see what Kieran's doing here? You know what he's doing? He's being so nice to me and he's like, back because I still haven't written this letter. You see? Oh, no, no. I'm so, ready wait, to let, read so, the letter. <laughs> so every week he's been buttering me up. Oh, no, today. Next week it's going to be, no, today are better than LSU. We already know that anyway. I just, I just hope he doesn't forget he has a daughter when he writes the letter again. Here you go, I'll give you a jab so you don't feel as bad. <laughs> <laughs> trying to cover your tracks now after you I've probably been, like, yeah good some good detective work there I've not noticed that but yeah I've been buttering him right up haven't you over the last couple of weeks um, but yeah I, I I would say that Alabama I mean I've backed Alabama all year I think they've got the best roster the best coach uh, in the in the college, college football ranks um, Mac Jones has really surprised me you know he was the one thing that kind of held me back from well I know I said they win it all anyway but one thing that can be making an emphatic thing was you know we saw Mac Jones a little bit in relief of two last year but no, he's moved on as a player a heck of a lot. Um, you know, right up there in first round contention in terms of the draft, whether he comes out or not, uh, kind of remains to be seen. Obviously, he's still got eligibility left, so whether we'll see that, you know, it, it depends. But I think he, he'll want to capitalize on this great season that he's had and the progress that he's made. 
Um, but yeah, they, like you say, Devonta Smith is exactly the same, and I'll get the wide receivers in right this time. Um, Devonta Smith has, has moved into that stratosphere of being up there with, uh, <laughs> he said Jay Shung again, uh, Jamar Chase. <laughs> My brain is not engaging today. Uh, with Jamar Chase, and you know, he has lost you know the competition around him from his teammates in Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, etc. You know, and then John Mechie is going to be the next guy off that conveyor belt. But you know, he he's really come into his own and, and just made himself an absolute superstar, made himself millions and millions of dollars this this summer. Um, oh, sorry, this autumn, should I say? Um, so yeah, I've still got Alban to take this. Um, I can't really see too much of a hope for Notre Dame. It really needs to be the perfect game and Alabama to be off it, as I mentioned earlier. So just don't want to go over old ground too much there. But Liam, I'll hand it over to you. What, what about yourself for this one? Yeah, just to the, the points that the guys made earlier, and it, it is going to need a 10 out of 10 game from Notre Dame to get it done, isn't it? The, like Kieran talks about the Clemson game and the, the win over North Carolina as well. Those are the two games where Notre Dame really performed, and that's the Notre Dame that needs to, to show up. Um, they can they can hurt Alabama um, with uh, with their offense and the, the the two battles in the trenches either side of uh, possession is going to be really really interesting. I don't think it's clear cut that Alabama are, are going to win the battle in the trenches so easily. It's going to be how it's coached. Um, but uh, yeah, Alabama are favourites, but Notre Dame are not out of it by any means. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, not out of it, but not, you know, I'd tell them I'm a pretty clear favourites. Just before we move on to, the, to the other game that we we're going to talk about in terms of the playoffs, do you guys think that obviously because we've got this disparity between one and four, do you think that makes it just another case? I know we've talked about it quite a lot, but for an expanded playoff, you know, you're not going to get this kind of one and done kind of easy semi final. You know, you're going to have Notre Dame up against what well, I don't know who would it have been, Oklahoma? I can't remember the rankings now. You know, you're going to have that matchup. You're going to have that nice matchup there. And then Alabama's obviously going to get a pretty easy game nonetheless, but they do, you know, every year pretty much. And, um, you know, you're going to get an expanded playoff, more exciting playoff, and, you know, can sack off a few bowl games that we've kind of been talking about, even though they're going to be nice matchups. I think as well, it would be beneficial if they did the expanded playoffs to be a random draw so instead of one versus eight two versus seven and Mm. so on which is kind of you know how people would want it to be done i think a random draw would be better because you imagine a a quarter final matchup between like alabama and clemson which i know the college football world is just the most corrupt thing on earth but it could happen if you know they were like hey Let's for once have a little bit of integrity and honesty about what we're doing and make it a random draw. I think that would make things far more interesting because that you couldn't you could then have maybe like a number eight team play play the number seven team and it, it's a bit more fairly ranked than maybe Alabama coming in and kicking the shit out of UAB or so and if they managed to climb that high in the ranking. So I think if they did a random draw that would actually make uh, an expanded playoff a lot better because more teams more fun i think it makes more sense money wise as well you know the the league is run by rich white men they're going to make more money if they have more playoff games so i don't really understand what the problem with it is but i wonder if this year there is kind of an inkling that they might be testing trying some Mm. sort of thing considering oklahoma who are Rank sixth and Florida rank seventh are playing each other. I think someone said this at like the last podcast, and also, yeah. yeah, and also he's like Cincinnati at, at nine, at eight playing Georgia at nine. So 
you know, there is some tight games in there um, in the bowl season. So whether they are tried in it or they're sort of testing the wall, you know, it remains to be seen. But it makes it makes sense for it to happen. I just I don't know. We're we're obviously not far away from the whole going into the, the top four playoff anyway. You know, this is still a fairly new thing. So whether they want to stick with this for another few years, I don't know. But I think everyone's crying out for it. So it makes sense to do it. But mm. uh, common, common sense doesn't often prevail in North America, <laughs> does it, Kieran? <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, like you said, the league is run by rich white men. If you want to appeal to their... Just, to set, just appeal to their <laughs> wallets. If, if yeah. you could make them more money they would be all over it. If you had to throw babies on a pitchfork to start a college football game, they'd do it if it made them more money. <laughs> Graphic. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, but basically get on with it um, <laughs> is what we're saying. Otherwise, we'll be sat here in 12 months' time, the four or five of us, and we'll be saying exactly the same thing again. It'll make for a really boring podcast. We might as well go line the pockets, give us a eight or 10-team uh, playoff. Obviously, we've seen an expansion in the NFL this year. And it's to be fair, it's all for it. To be fair, because we just you know we've seen some real good races, especially in the, um, the AFC. You know, Rob, your Colts were obviously involved in that, and um, you know it yeah. made the end of the season a lot more exciting. Definitely, yeah. I mean, week seventeen is so much to play for. Mm. I think there's more to play for this week seventeen in the NFL than there has been for many years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, less so in the NFC because it's. Seems like the weaker conference this year, and obviously with the uh, NFC West kind of skewing everything, being dreadful amongst the all yeah. of them. But yeah, generally it's been been a good thing, I think. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's it's nice to flip because the NFC have been the best sort of conference um, the last yeah. few years, I think. But anyway, we are not an NFL podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave that to Tim and the guys anyway. But you know, it, it draws the same comparison, doesn't it? I think a, an expanded playoff is a, is a better playoff for. For this, as long as it doesn't go too wild, I don't want to see a 32 team playoff or 16, even you know, eight, 10, absolutely fine. I'll be all for it. Um, let's move forward then. So, let's move forward to Ohio State versus Columbus. This is on immediately after uh, the uh, previous game that we were just talking about. This is the Rose Bowl, and um, yeah, this will be keeping us up uh, late at night on New Year's Eve. Um, but no, sorry, New Year's Day, sorry. Um, but yeah, Kieran, we'll start off with you. Ohio State Clemson, obviously, you've got a bit of vested interest in this. Um, kick us off here with this. Clemson are going to wipe the floor with them. Like this isn't even Ohio State bias. They've played no one this year. They've played six games. They're not in the same game condition that Clemson are. There's mm. no way you can train to simulate a, like a 12 game season or 10 game season. They're five, six games behind the rest of the college football world at this point, and I think that inexperience is going to be their downfall. I don't like bigging him up so much but let's make no mistake Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect in years and I say prospect because he's not the best quarterback that was Joseph Burrow <laughs> he's the best prospect because he was highly recruited out of high school and he I think what he's lost one game his entire college career two games in his whole career isn't it taking one I think it's one isn't it I don't know no I think it's two in his whole career one in his college career I believe Okay, so he lost one game to the most unbeatable team on earth, and he's... Let's not be real about this. That was destiny. Um, He (laughs) is an exceptional playmaker, and despite the comments I made about Notre Dame, we saw the difference he made when he played against them uh, recently when he came back for that ACC championship game, and 
he is a difference maker, and I don't think Justin Fields is that guy. Justin Fields is inaccurate. He, he's not a playmaker. He has trouble forcing the ball downfield, and Trevor Lawrence does all of that. He's now confirmed to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. I think that's pretty sure. But Trevor Lawrence is that X-factor quarterback. He's a massive prospect. He's absolutely unreal. He is very, very good at the game of football. A lot better than pretty much anyone on the Ohio State roster, and that is not me throwing shade. I just mean that's how good Trevor Lawrence is. And I don't think, after having played six games and struggling against a woeful Northwestern team, and I mean struggling, that was Justin Fields' worst college game. That is even worse than the game he played against Clemson last year. I think Clemson trounced him. They've had way more experience. They're on, they've got way more momentum going for him. And if you go and struggle against a team like Northwestern, when you're the only competent team in your entire conference, then how are you going to feel going up against probably the second best coach team in college football? Clemson are going to wipe the floor with them. And this entire state is going to cry. You really enjoyed that, didn't you? Oh, I'm going to love it. <laughs> I'm gonna feed off it, you know. Like, what what was that horror movie where they um? Suck oh, where the where are we going here with it? <laughs> no, uh, Buffy. No, no, you know Buffy, where they steal the voices. No. That's gonna be me on Ohio State fan sorrow. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't as X-rated as I thought it might have been when you go into the horror movie kind of route then. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I see exactly what you're saying when you said at the beginning about them not really being caught up in terms of their season. So what's the point in, in being there? That's what I've been saying, you know, the past week or so. It's week. There's no point in them being there. They shouldn't be there. It should be a Cincinnati or a team like that who's actually played a full schedule and showed that they can win games and deserve to be there. And as much as Ohio State fans are going to be like, mm, we deserve this, it's going to hurt them in the long run. There's no way you can go up against a powerhouse Clemson team after playing six games. And by the way, your last game, you struggled against a team whose best ever product was Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just shameful. What? Jimmy Russell wasn't from Northwestern. I don't know. Northwestern suck. Same as Tony Romo. Oh, I took it. Oh, yeah, I took it from the wrong school. But the point <laughs> still stands. You, they had a terrible game against a terrible team, and it is due to lack of playing time. I don't you know, can't I think expect kind yeah. Northwestern here, to be honest. They've, they've been pretty decent this year. Nah, they suck too. Anyway, any advance from you guys on, on this, you know, in terms of Clemson being you know, the clear favourite and, uh, you know, going to you know, hand Ohio State's ass and Rob will come over to you first. Have you got any advance on that one? Uh, I think Clemson are going to stuff him, yeah. Um, I, I, well, I know we're, we've been very anti-Ohio State. We have, we have been quite a lot recently. Um, you know, they've got a good run game. Justin Fields has been okay. He started off the season very well. I think in the first two games, he only had like four missed passes or something stupid. Mm. Um, but since then, he's he has been up against it. Um, hasn't looked so good recently. Um, I think Clemson win comfortably. Com- comfortably? <laughs> <laughs> I think Clemson win comfortably. Um, and it will be, yeah, part three. Um, ND Clemson in the final. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> Liam what about yourself there 
Oh, well, um, well I'm just going to come out with it. I've, I've picked Ohio State to win. Oh, wow, so, that's why you've been so quiet. I, mean, I know, yeah, <laughs> sitting here listening to it. I don't have a problem with Clemson being favourites or anything, but, um, yeah, I thought, I've thought about it quite a lot. And, um, yeah, I think that, yes, Clemson are favourites, but, um, yeah, I've picked Ohio State to win. So where do you think the, the weaknesses lie? Where do you think the game's won then between these two, if you're I seeing think, it completely differently? I think Ohio State's offensive line can, and can has the potential to handle what Clemson has on pass rush, except that Clemson have Brent Venables who can dial up a really good game plan. Like I say, I've got no problem with um, Clemson being favourite. But um, I've, I've had... Um, I've picked Ohio State to win kind of all the way through the season, so I've got to kind of stick stick with them. And for uh, when, like last week after the championship games, I would have said Clemson, but um, yeah, kind of looking at it, um, I think it's 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 much closer. They're much more evenly matched than than people think. And uh, so yeah, I'll 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 go with Ohio State. Mm, Going against the grain. Do you think Ohio time. State? Do you think Ohio State have got enough on D though to to contain? You know, we've been we've been talking obviously about Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. You know, we've been talking about Notre Dame doing that. So obviously, it's not impossible. But do you think they've got enough going on on the other side of the ball? I think they got to, they got to run the ball to keep Trevor Lawrence off the field, and I think they can do that. And I think they've shown they can do that. Um, I think that the Ohio State offense is going to be the best that Clemson has seen for a very long time. And especially as I think Clemson's secondary is probably not what it has been the last couple of years, I think that the pass game can do damage. Um, I think that there's a lot of areas where Ohio State are kind of getting a little bit overlooked. Mm. And I know we've talked about all the the, uh, off-field stuff about them uh, (laughs) being in the the playoff. And uh, I even said that I would probably have lent towards A&M to have got that last spot. But now that they're there... I think they match up much closer with Clemson. I think they're going to be Clemson's toughest challenge by by a mile. Needs Justin Fields to return to his early season form, though, doesn't it? He can't play like he did in the last couple of games against Indiana and against Northwestern, yeah. where he's holding onto the ball way too uh, like long. I, and... Like I say, though, I think their main offensive game plan has to be run for to run it first and to keep Trevor. There's no way they can they can get into the sort of game that Clemson had with Notre Dame, where it's going to be 70, 80 points plus. They're not going to be able to beat them in a shootout, but uh, if they can slow it down and uh, yeah, run the ball, they they can run against that that Clemson defense, I think. And I th- yeah, if that's if that's the way they go, I think that they'll I think uh, I think they'll win it. Hmm. So let's move forward then into the. I know we'll kind of we'll probably mention this later on down the line anyway, but let's move forward then into the twelfth of January when the the final rolls round. Obviously, the three of us have got Alabama versus Clemson. Liam, I'll come to you because you've obviously got the different final with Alabama versus um, Ohio State. Oh, sorry, Rob, I just said, you know, you've actually got no today, haven't you? But anyway, let's move. Disrespectful. <laughs> no, <laughs> let, just... realistically, I've got Alabama, but in, in my okay. head, in my, in my, talking. In my heart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame are going to be there. Okay. I'll come to you in a second anyway. Sorry about that small error. Liam, obviously you've got Ohio State versus Alabama in the final for yourself then. Do you see that any differently or which kind of are the indications with that? Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have more of a struggle backing Ohio State in that one because of how good Alabama have been mm. this season. They uh yeah, they're the best team going at the moment and they've got more weapons on both sides of the ball 
in the right areas to cause uh, problems and cause turnovers on defense and to just keep putting the points up on offense. Mm. So, yeah, yeah I think Alabama will be favorites. I'd go along with that. I think uh, Alabama versus Clemson obviously would be my final. And <clears> as much as obviously you've got a different quarterback then and probably, well, obviously the best quarterback in the game, in being Clemson, I just think Alabama is the most complete team in college football. And it just means that they're just going to have more sort of leeway in terms of you're not relying on one side of the ball to do everything. Whereas I think there is a, not an over-reliance from Clemson's point of view, but I think you are looking for Trevor Lawrence then to win you that final rather than being able to lean on uh, a defensive playmaker or something like that, which I think Alabama you can do a little bit more of, yes. um, which yeah would make Alabama the, the favourite for me. And oh, I've said that all season, as I mentioned before. So I would move forward with Alabama taking both of the semi-final and the final for another national championship. Yeah, just go back a year as to how to play Trevor Lawrence in a big game. Just watch the LSU tape and Alabama's defense and, and Ohio State's as well. In the right areas, that that's how you play Trevor Lawrence mm. and how you beat him. Yeah, and we know that Nick Saban and his staff will be all over that as well. Um, but yes, shout out to Steve Sarkeesian as well. He won assistant coach of the year, didn't he, yesterday as well when that got announced. Obviously running the Alabama offense and um, obviously Devonta Smith has mentioned earlier taking the AP player of the year as well. So all, all fall in Alabama's way in terms of the awards. And like I said, I think it'll continue to do that throughout the playoffs. Rob, we'll come to you next. And uh, moving on forward into the final then, who, who would you have as your early indications? Obviously not holding you to anything right. The second, but early sort of indicators. My head tells me that um, it's going to be Bama, Clemson and Bama are going to take it. Uh, I think they're untouchable this year. My heart says Notre Dame are going to beat Bama, then we're going to beat Clemson 44-20 in the final. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's quite a big win as well. <laughs> see you later, Kieran. Take care, mate. Nice to see Walking you. Walking out. <laughs> um, no, I think, I, think it's, I think, let's be realistic. It's going to be, it's going to be Bama, Clemson. Uh, Bama going to win by 20 against Clemson. Mm, again, so quite you know, pretty yeah. comfortable-ish. I think Bama wiped the floor. Mm. Bama wipe the floor. And lastly, Kieran, we'll come to you then. Last last little one. Moving into the final then. Alabama Clemson part, however many it is now. I think Alabama take this game. They have got the defense and the staff to game plan defensively. I think I think what they need to do is look back at last year's national championship game. And even maybe take some notes from Ohio State and how they contained Trevor Lawrence last year in the playoffs. I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence can be shut down, shut down. He can be muted and he can be stopped. The problem is, is that can Clemson's defense stop Alabama? I'm not sure. Alabama has, like I say every single time, they have these track team of wide receivers and you just need to throw them open. And that's what Mac Jones is doing that a lot of people aren't listening to, that a lot of college uh, quarterbacks don't actually do as much as they should. Um, and we've seen this problem with Tua Tungavailoa actually in the NFL right now. He's still looking for wide open lanes to throw into, but Mac Jones has already got the ability on his team where he can throw guys open, which is, I think, one of the biggest differences between him and a lot of other college football quarterbacks. And yeah, I just think Alabama's going to come out and they do Nick Saban's going to do some wizardry and they're going to come out in a bunch of exotic looking defenses with a bunch of like 
They're going to like safeties are going to pretend to bite on roots and then drop and linebackers are going to pretend to blitz and then drop or pretend to drop and then blitz. I just think it's a whole lot of headaches for Clemson that I don't think Dabo Sweeney is quite prepared for. Alabama has played one of their best seasons ever this year with a, make no mistake, a game manager, a quarterback. He can throw people open. I like that. He makes NFL throws, but he's not, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not a Trevor Lawrence, but he always puts the team in a position to win and he never damages their position ever, Mm. which, you know, can't be said for every quarterback. So I think Alabama probably take this fairly comfortably, probably be 32 to 28. Uh, And I think they'll just absolutely beat the crap out of uh, Clemson's offensive line. And I think they'll press the receivers at the line and just keep them. It's going to be such a physical game that Clemson are going to be tired out by the time the second half rolls around. And Alabama has got such a ridiculous turnstile of talent in that defensive room. It's going to be, you remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in, what, 2017? The way they did that was because they had so much talent on defense, they just kept rotating and rotating and rotating. And that's what mm. Alabama's going to do. They're always going to have fresh legs, fresh eyes, and fresh heads on the field. And Clemson doesn't have the talent to do that. Mm. Yeah, it's a really good point, actually. They always have that depth in, in, in numbers, don't they, really? So, yeah, really, really good point there. But, yeah, that pretty much wraps us up. Obviously, moving forward into the ball game since the new year, and then obviously we'll come back before the national championship game, and we'll preview that final game. Obviously, we've got a bit of a mixture amongst us here of who that'll be, but we'll come back and we'll, we'll preview that. Um, just before we get out of here, boys, we'll, we'll give out the, the handles and everything like that uh, before we get out of here. So, Kieran, why don't you start us off? Where can we find you on social media? At DCCYT Football on the Twitter, you can see me calling Ohio fans. Uh babies entitled idiots whatever the rest of you want and like i mentioned in the scouting pod we are going to have kieran's corner nfl awards up around wildcard weekend so stay tuned for that perfect yeah and robbie what about yourself uh find me on twitter at ff brit baller um celebrating the new year as it comes in in style with uh with my notre dame t-shirt i've got a notre dame t-shirt for me i've got one for the kid and i've got a onesie a onesie for the for the baby as well so uh uh yeah it'll be fun fun family day i'm not sure the missus knows this on but she will do when the kids come <laughs> down dressed in notre dame gear uh but yeah apologies if you heard her by the way um she's been very vocal this evening but um but yeah she's just happy to be here <laughs> yeah don't worry about it and uh and liam what about uh what about yourself uh you can find me uh on twitter at liam 66 nfl loads of nfl loads of college football uh loads of coverage uh as we go through bowl season and onto the college football playoff uh, a lot of uh, scouting stuff as well for the nfl draft which we'll get into tomorrow on the scouting podcast um, yeah, working our way through the scouting pod there tomorrow. And um, yeah, you can find me at Wakefield90 on the Twitter, uh, talking, you know, all sorts of draft things now as we move through NFL season. Uh, it's pretty much over. We've got one more week left. And after that, half teams in the league are looking forward to draft season. So that means so am I. And uh, yeah, join us tomorrow for the scouting podcast, listen to us talk about some safeties and beyond. Um, after that, after the regular season's finished, boys, we'll have to work out another mock draft, give everyone another round of that sort of nonsense for us to go through. And uh, yeah, on to talking about the national championship and beyond then again. But yeah, thanks for listening. Have a great new year and we'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. For all your football needs, check out our website, full10yards.com, or follow us on Twitter at full10yards CFB. And remember, keep those eyes peeled.